Welcome to the Lioness Queen podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back, my Lioness Queens. I cannot believe this is the first Tuesday in the month of July 2020, and we are halfway through the year. And so, man, I truly believe that if you've made it this far, you have to be thankful to God. With all of this going on with the pandemic and COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter and so much senseless violence and just things happening all over the world. If you are still in the land of the living, it has all been God's grace. Amen. So this month, I want to discuss something that I believe that it relates to being residue free, which you know, that is my motto about being residue free as it relates to our emotional scars. And so we all have emotional scars from various things and we'll discuss um, actually this month, different emotional scars. And I truly believe God is trying to heal us from um, scars that we've had, even from years in the past that never healed correctly. The enemy doesn't want it to heal, (laughs) right? He doesn't want it to heal. But God wants you to be made whole. Amen. So for this episode today, we'll be discussing the emotional scars from rejection. And so, you know, I always love to start out with a a quote or a poem. Um, And so this poem I found Um, actually on the internet by a man by the name of Timothy Joshua. And so the poem doesn't have a title, but it reads, I am proud of every scar. Each mark has its own story. And every cut and every trace has led me one closer to you. And now let me read my stories to you so that we may write my own fantasies and brand our own marks together. Hmm. Really makes you think, right? So I would say what stood out for me in this poem starts out about being proud of my scars. I love that because I would say for me personally, my scars have really made me who I am today. If I didn't have those scars, I wouldn't know where my strength came from. I wouldn't know about resilience. I wouldn't know about pressing forward. I wouldn't know about moving beyond my pain and walking into my destiny. And so as I was thinking about what to talk about for today, the scripture that came to my mind was Psalms 34, 17 through 20. When David talks about um, 
the season in his life. And so let me read it for you. It says, the righteous cry for help. The Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keeps all his bones and not one of them is broken. Mm. Man, I could have used that for my quota poem for today because that's powerful. That scripture is so powerful. And so I would say the one thing that kind of stands out for me in the scripture is the word afflictions. There's so many things that you can really pick out from um, the scripture, but afflictions, which can easily be replaced with the word emotional scar. So if I go back to it, let's see, if I go back to it and I would say, many are the emotional scars of the righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. And so I'm reminded that even my divorce, right? It was an emotional scar, but God still heard my cry. God still cared about what I was going through. Even though it made me feel broken, it made me feel crushed on the inside, God still cared about them. And no matter what I'm going through, he will still deliver me from my pain. And so this is kind of where I want to, what I want to talk about today, Lioness Queens, that emotional scar from rejection. And this scripture, you know, David is writing about a, a particular season in his life. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with familiar you are with David's life, but he experienced a lot of rejection in his life by his family, the Philistines, his son Absalom, just to name a few, right? But he was rejected by people who were close to him. And I believe this is it's such a it's such a challenging place to be when you've been been rejected by someone who is close to you. You know, I think there's nothing more hurtful or painful for someone you trust, someone you're loyal to, someone you've made a vow to, you're married to, someone you would give the shirt off your back for, someone you would die for, right? Someone who comes and you invite over and sits at your table for dinner. Someone who you love, right? And then some kind of way on the other hand, whether intentional or not intentional, that individual rejects you. And from that rejection, from that scar, right? From, from that incident, it goes down so deep that it creates an emotional scar in our subconscious. And I believe this is something that the Lord was talking to me about. I believe the depth of the wound is all determined by three things. It is determined by who the person is, right? So how close you are to the person, uh, how vulnerable you are. So what age in your life did this happen? And 
what happened? Like what caused the wound, you know? And I believe that determines the depth of the emotional scar. And so if you look at David, you know, um, and I'm only honing in on one example because there's many examples that you can kind of pick from his his life's journey. But the one example is, was when his, his father, Jesse, rejected him when Samuel asked about his sons. Like, I, he asked about him. And for some reason, Jesse has sent David off to tend to the sheep. And of course, it happened when David was a young lad. And so, you know, when you're young, you are vulnerable. That's a very vulnerable populate children are very it's a very vulnerable population and children can easily be manipulated especially by adult figures parents um you know because of their lack of knowledge and experience right but how hurtful is it that your own father did not believe right his own father did not believe in him or feel he was even worthy to be chosen Right. And that, you know, has something to do with whether or not I know um, there's some debate about whether or not David was really Jesse's son. But even in the midst, Samuel still knew, (laughs) right, that David had the heart of a king. Out of all of the other sons, it was something still special about David. Right. Even when his own dad didn't think so. Right. Let me just say this, Linus Queens. There may be someone listening to me right now who has been in David's shoes, who even your own parents or family didn't think you were worthy or that your life was important, right? But God thinks otherwise, Linus Queens. You know how you know how I know? Because you're still in the land of the living. You're still taking up air in your nostrils. You're still breathing life into life, right? So that means God still has a plan for you. And if he didn't, you wouldn't be here. And a plan not to harm you, but to prosper you. Just like he had a plan for David, he has a plan for you. So if we go back to David's experience... You know, this wasn't the only time that he experienced rejection. Even his own son rejected him, Absalom, as well. You know, David, he experienced and developed some deep emotional scars, wounds from rejection repeatedly, repeatedly in his life. But he still showed mercy. He still showed humility. He still stayed faithful. And he still trusted God. So if you can, if you look at David, David's scars still didn't change his view on the world. And it still didn't change his view on how he sees his God. So I I believe rejection is one of the most challenging emotional scars anyone can ever experience especially when it's someone close to you like a parent a spouse a sibling a friend a child 
I think about when you talk about rejection. I also think about abandonment where children, many children have been abandoned by their parents. You know, whether they were sent to live with their grandparents, children feel abandoned. Whether there was a divorce that happened and one of the parents did not stay involved in the child's life. No matter the case, it creates an emotional scar. And by no means is rejection or abandonment ever fun. You know, it it is not a pill that no one wants to swallow at any age. You know, rejection is something we all have experienced at some point in our lives and on varying levels, you know. Um, But again, depending on how close you are to the individual, what age it happened and what it was that happened, all of those, those three factors impact um, the depth of the womb. And so I kind of wanted to do an activity today uh, with you so we can begin to expose these emotional scars um, that did not heal the way they should have healed. And that would be from the inside out. I've talked about that before. God wants to do that inner work in you. And he can't if you just put the Band-Aid on it and cover it up, but really allow the word to go deep. And so what I want you to do is I want you to think about how many times you have been rejected since you were a child up until the present time. And I want you to think about every time you were rejected, think about you developed the emotional scar in your subconscious that never fully healed. And so what I want you to do is take out a sheet of paper and create four columns on the sheet. They can be even columns. It's up to you. Um, And I will give you the title for each column from left to right. Are you ready? (laughs) Again, take out a sheet of paper and pen. And you can press pause if you need more time. It's okay. But I want you to create four columns on your sheet. Now I'm going to tell you the title of each column from left to right. So the first column deals with who? So you want to call the title of that column is who rejected you? So as we're going back down memory lane, because again, majority of our emotional scars happen from our past, right? So going back down memory lane, you're going to list who rejected you. That's column number one. And column number two, I want you to write age as the title. So how old were you or roundabout the age when the rejection happened, right? What age were you, okay? Then in the third column, The title is called, What Actually Happened? What Happened? Okay. And that doesn't need any other explanation. But it is what type of rejection happened. What was the incident? Right. And so, then we come to our last column. 
The last column is the fourth column and the title is called Emotional Scar. So in this column, the question is, does it, does the rejection still bother you today? Subconsciously or consciously, right? And this may be challenging for you to recognize, but I believe that if you still have triggers from that rejection, then it still subconsciously bothers you and that scar did not fully heal. And so the purpose of this activity is to see if there are still emotional scars in your life, in your in your subconscious mind that you that that I would say are still influencing you in some type of way today. So sometimes we do not see the connection, but sometimes our views on life and how we believe all go back and are connected to these emotional scars that happened to us from years ago that never healed completely. And if you want to do this activity at the end, it's fine. You can feel free. Um, even if you want to do it now and stop the recording and then come back, it's up to you. Um, but what I want you to do now is look at your list. And so I hope you, with every person that you listed, you literally go from one column to the next column to the next column. And then you can see the connection, okay? But after you look at your list, the question is do you see, one, how many emotional scars you still have in your subconscious that never healed and covertly still influence and manipulate your view of how you see the world today and what you believe? <laughs> you know, sadly, some of us, you know, our emotional wounds... And you may not have thought about this. I don't know if this is your story and you may not have connected the dots. But I'm going to tell you what, some of your emotional wounds started even as early as when you were in your mother's womb. You know, some of us, our own mothers or fathers rejected us even before we were brought into this world. I have a, a friend of mine who, and I won't ever forget her story where she told me her mother tried to abort her with a coat hanger. And she tried to do it twice. And it did not work. So her mother rejected her even before she was brought into this world. And her mother has even told her that she tried to abort her. And it didn't work. And so just imagine that emotional scar on your subconscious that my mother did not want me. So then the question she had to process was, so what does that say about who I am? What does that say about my life? So a lot of that could be connected to how she views the world and how she views God positively or negatively so you know 
sometimes we may not even have been around when our parents have said or thought different things, but nine times out of 10, I'm pretty sure a parent or somebody else verbalized words to you about either being rejected or being abandoned. And unfortunately, it, it created an emotional wound, a scar. And you never really connected the dots and realized how really how it impacts you and your well-being, how it impacts how you view things, how you relate to people. It is it it is it's huge on how we have our relationships with others, you know. And so these are things that we need to really look at and expose because if we expose it then we are in the right position to give it over to God. We have to acknowledge what the issue is. We have to be upfront and honest. But oftentimes the enemy doesn't want us to see what the the issue is because he doesn't want exposed. He doesn't want it to be exposed because he doesn't want you to heal. So whatever the case may be, rejection is something that has been happening since the beginning of time you know even Jesus experienced being rejected but the good news is that even when our wounds are the deepest and we when we feel broken and crushed to our core God still cares for you as the scripture said that he God hears you when we cry out to him he delivers us from all troubles but he is close to the brokenhearted that's good news god is close to you lioness queens during the time of your greatest need for him he is always there the problem with us is that we when we do we when we when we don't feel relief from the pain when we don't feel better from from being broken, when we still feel like we're in pieces and we're not whole, we make this assumption that God is not around or he doesn't care about what, what you're going through. He doesn't care about the pain you are experiencing, right? But the word says he is the closest when we are in times of distress. That means he draws close. He draws nigh to you and me. Even when we do not believe or trust that everything will be okay, God is there. Amen. And so the question is, how do we handle the emotional wound of the rejection? How do we allow you know, God to heal us from the inside out. I believe all the answers are in this, these scriptures. And so the one thing, God, that really jumps out to me, Lioness Queens, and it jumped, it, it, it really moved in my life. And I had to really, um, I had to get to a place where I had to realize that God hears my prayers he hears me when I'm crying out. Yes, I, sometimes the pain is so unbearable. We cry out, not knowing if we'll be heard. 
Sometimes we scream our prayers. We scream out what's going on to us. But the good news is God is always listening. And he's always watching over his word, ready to perform it. However, he needs to on your behalf. You know, although he is an invisible God, he doesn't ever want you to think that because you can't see him with your own eyes, that doesn't mean he isn't there. Don't ever think that he is not listening to you. He hears you, my daughter. He is a God who never sleeps. He never slumbers, which means he's always on his job. He's always ready to work, to send his angels on your behalf. The problem is sometimes we do not ask or call on him about everything that we need, no matter the size. If it seems too big for you to handle, he wants you to cry out to him. He wants you to give it over. He is your heavenly father. He wants you to acknowledge that you need him. He desires, this is the one thing that I I know, God desires to be needed. And in that regard, you are honoring who he is. You are honoring his authority of who he is to you. Is he your Lord? Is he your heavenly father? Is he your king of kings, your Lord of lords? Is he your savior? Is he your way maker? Is he your healer? Is he your provider? Who is God to you, lioness queens? He wants to hear you say it. He desires to hear it from you. That's the beginning. The beginning is crying out to God. Because as you crying out to him, you're releasing the stress. You're releasing the pain. You're releasing all your cares on him so that he can handle it. The second part that stands out to me in the scripture, it talks about afflictions, which I talked about this before. And it says, many of the afflictions are of the righteous. And this part of the scripture details that, you know, although it doesn't matter. (laughs) Even when we're living holy and upright before God, that doesn't discount that you will have tests and trials. You will experience life in a way that throws you in a typhoon so far up in the air that you feel like you're falling without a parachute. You will, you know, experience being backstabbed by someone you never saw coming. You will grieve to the point that you have no more tears in your in your eye ducts. I'm telling you, you you may have experienced the wind knocked out of you so hard, you do not even know if your ling- lungs will ever fill back up with air again. But even in the midst of the storms and the rain that may come in your life, no matter if sickness or pain may come up in your life, 
no matter the afflictions that may arise in your life. Within that same phrase, David says and declares that God will deliver them out of all of their troubles. All. David, David says this without pause or hesitation. I mean, it's within the same sentence. There's no prerequisite. There's nothing more that God is asking you to do. It's not what he's saying. He's saying, I will deliver you. Although many afflictions will come, Linus Queens, you will be tested and tried. You will have to go through things in this life. But understand this, I will deliver you out of them all. And he's using the word all troubles. He will deliver you from every emotional scar, Lioness Queen. God has the power and the authority to deliver you from all of the emotional scars that you listed on that sheet of paper and then some. As of this moment, as of today, even right now, he is that type of God that he can heal you and heal those emotional wounds right now or whatever else you may be going through right now in your life. But you must believe that he can. That is the key. (laughs) You must believe that he is able to do it. And And in that process of believing That means you have to surrender your will to allow him to do it. Now, I know surrendering can be a challenging space, especially if you were ever taken advantage of, if you were ever manipulated or abused in any way, if you experienced a lot of rejection in your life, since you were a little girl, you know, it, it, it's a very vulnerable position to surrender. And typically, when you have been abused, manipulated, and rejected a lot in your life, you like to be in control. You like to take care of things on your own. And so when it comes to this place of surrender... It challenges the essence of who you are. But really, truth be told, God is waiting on you. He's just been waiting for you to give him your scars. Give them over to him so he can apply his love, his grace, his mercy his loving kindness on you so that you can heal and be made whole. See, oftentimes we try to handle things things on our own and that's the control piece. That is the piece that is hard for many of us to let go of because we don't want to be hurt again. We don't want another scar again. Guess what? We don't want to have to go through that again. And so we build up this... um, a protective mechanism to protect ourselves when really what you're doing is you're putting a band-aid over the scar and not really allowing the Lord to heal the scar from the inside out. And so as a result, we try to handle things on our own to try to protect our heart. When, you know, God, again, God didn't require you to do that. 
He never intended for you to carry the weight. He never intended for you yourself to heal your wound. He never intended for you to do any of those things. You know, God, he doesn't require much from us. He just requires us to be open to believe that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. So as you look at your list, Lioness Queens, I really want you to meditate and pray about the emotional scars that the enemy doesn't want to heal. And you know why that is. You know why he doesn't want those scars to heal? Because those scars, nine times out of ten, are connected to building God's kingdom in some type of way. And so that is the biggest thing that the enemy tries to do. He he doesn't want thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't want you to believe that that can happen. He doesn't want you to believe that eyes have not seen nor ears have heard. He doesn't want you to believe that your best days are ahead. He doesn't want you to believe that there is purpose in your pain. He doesn't want you to believe that you can do all things through Christ. He doesn't want you to believe that all things are working together for your good. That is what why the enemy doesn't want those emotional scars to heal. So I want you to ask the Lord, what is it in me? What, what, what is it actually in me, Daddy? That 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 is pulling me away from being whole. Why is it that a part of me really doesn't want this scar to heal? And and then ask God, give me direction. For I need wisdom and revelation knowledge on how to totally surrender every scar in my life over to you. Linus Queens, I want you to know that miracles, signs, and wonders are not, as they would say, from the past. From a teaching that the Word of God says, I am the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But God is always doing a new thing. And his word says, the work that I do, you will do. You shall do even greater works than me, according to John 14, 12. God's word is a now promise. It does take faith, even as small as as the size of a mustard seed. But if you confess God's word with authority over that emotional scar, As often as the Holy Spirit leads you, it will increase your faith. And according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's words will not return to him void, but will accomplish what he sent it to do. We are to always return his word to him by giving it a voice. This emotional scar is not about you, Lioness Queen. It is about the work that God wants you to do for his kingdom and for his glory.
Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am, I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen, amen. for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.